Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. right to expect and even demand material support from you because I'm ministering eternal things to you. Jesus commanded, if people preach the gospel, they should live from the gospel. But I never did that because I didn't want to hinder my ministry to you. See, Paul's attitude was one of a servant. He goes on to say in this next passage, I made myself a slave to all men. I'm free. Paul says, I'm I'm a Roman citizen. I'm free. I'm not in bondage to any human. But I've made myself a slave to every human. Whenever we are put into a position of power or authority, each and every one of us are faced with the temptation of taking advantage or abusing it. While it's less of a struggle for others, it's definitely something we should be aware of. In today's message, Pastor Robert reflects on Paul's humility and servitude towards those he had authority over. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Paul says, listen, if I am imparting to you, if I am ministering to you spiritual things, things of eternal value and significance... Should it be a big deal that I'm reaping from you things that are temporal in nature, that are going to burn, but that I need for a time? He says, that really shouldn't be a big deal to you. Why is that a big deal? Do you understand what he's communicating? It's amazing to me, and it's it's actually disheartening. And this is something that it's always a bit of a dilemma for me, and I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. But it's fascinating to me how little value is placed upon the ministry today. When I was a kid, ministers were revered, probably too much, probably too much. The ministry of the word in the old days was exalted to an extreme. Today, it's been devalued. I can't tell you how many times I have have ministered, whether it's a funeral or a wedding or or whatever, and afterward I get a, a pleasant smile and a dismissal. And that's it. Whereas in the old days, I had a friend tell me recently, he was talking about receiving honorariums for weddings. And he said, you know, it's fascinating. I, I used to give a ballpark figure. I would, I would tell him the average is like $250. He said, I stopped doing that because I realized that often if I kept my mouth shut, I got more. But sometimes you get nothing. He said, the most I ever got was a $10,000 check after a wedding. That's incredible. Wow. Now, why am I saying this? Read with me, please. Look at the Scripture, because I want you to not hear what I'm not saying. Which is exactly what Paul says here. He says, 
if others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not used this, but endure all things lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Paul has built a big case here saying, I have a right to expect support from you. I have a right to demand material resources from you if I minister eternal things to you. But I've never used that. I've not used it because I didn't want to hinder the ministry. Verse 13, do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple? Those who serve at the altar partake of the offerings of the altar? Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. But I've used none of these things. Listen, this is the part I want you to notice. Verse 15, nor have I written these things that it should be done so to me. For it would be better for me to die than that anyone should make my boasting void. Verse 16, I'm going to paraphrase it for you. Paul says, I do what I do because I was commanded to do so. I don't have a choice here. Well, I do, actually. I could be in rebellion. But if I'm going to be obedient to the one who sent me, I have to preach. Even if I starve to death. That's the implication that Paul is saying. And I love that. See, the, the, the third thing that we see, the third point is the attitude of the minister. Paul says, listen, I, I, I have the authority in Christ to demand from you. Now, to apply that to the little illustration that I gave a minute ago, I could say, sure, I'll do your wedding. It'll be $500. I could do that. Why don't I do that? Because I just can't do that. I think it's wrong. Personally, person, for me. I'm not saying for everybody. I'm saying for me. And that's what Paul says here. He says, you know, I have a right to expect and even demand material support from you because I'm ministering eternal things to you. Jesus commanded, if people preach the gospel, they should live from the gospel. But I never did that because I didn't want to hinder my ministry to you. See, Paul's attitude was one of a servant. He goes on to say in this next passage, I made myself a slave to all men. I'm free. Paul says, I'm, I'm a Roman citizen. I'm free. I'm not in bondage to any human, but I've made myself a slave to every human. To the Jew, I behaved like a Jew. I lived like a Jew. I kept kosher. I covered my head. I, you know, I kept the law, the ceremonial law and everything. To, to those who were not Jewish and would eat pork and shellfish and whatever they wanted, I ate pork and shellfish and whatever they served me. I, I, I lived among them. I didn't compromise the moral law, but I didn't impose upon them. I, did, I didn't do anything that would offend them unnecessarily. He said, I've become all things to all men because the goal is to save a few along the way. His focus was on pleasing Jesus, not exalting himself or pleasing himself or building a kingdom for himself. And that's what he's communicating here. His attitude was never a self-centered, self-seeking attitude. You know, I told you again about the chaplains and being there and the interesting thing about the you know, different religions. One of the things that, that's always hard for me to go into is there's sort of an elitist attitude among some, some of the chaplains. You know, you've got highly educated people who are extremely impressed with themselves and the letters behind their names and always are looking down their nose. You know, it was so funny with the, the orthodox, one of the orthodox priests. Some of them were really sweet and we had conversations, you know, and but there was one, the first day I got there, I thought he was one of the chaplains. He's in the cassock and everything, in you know, all the robes. And, and I'm thinking, okay, he's probably one of the chaplains. Well, it turned out, no, they had their own meeting going on. But I looked him in the eye and smiled and greeted him. 
And I got kind of blown off. Thinking, okay, I won't be having lunch with you, I guess. (laughs) This was the Apostle Paul. Let that soak in. The Apostle Paul. And he says, you know, I, I would never want to do anything. I'd rather die than hinder my ministry among you. And so I've never asked you for a nickel. I worked. Not because he had to. See, that's, that's the other extreme. There are those that think, you know, pastors should be working full time. Paul says, mm-mm. Paul says the command of Jesus is that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. He said, I made a decision because I didn't want to hinder my ministry among you that I worked while I was with you. I didn't ask for anything from you. Though I had a, uh, uh, I had a right and I had the authority to require it, I chose not to do so. But, he says, you need to understand this principle going forward. You need to be clear on it. That people who come and serve you in the name of Jesus, people who come and minister to you eternal things, have a right. They have the authority to expect from you material support and resources. God-given, commanded by Christ himself. And it's to your benefit to understand that and to appreciate it. Do you hear what he's saying? The fourth point, final point, is his exhortation to us as Christians. Look at it. This is our conclusion. We've looked at the authority of the minister, the provision for the minister, the attitude of the minister, the attitude of of all of us should be as Christians. And now his, his exhortation to us, verse 24, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize. What's the prize? You're not talking about heaven. Please understand. If you're a Christian, Jesus ran that race. You see what I mean? Jesus ran that race. He has secured for you that prize. It's a free gift. If you're, if you're his, you know, and you've come to him in humility and faith, well, he dealt with all of that. And so you're accepted, adopted into the family on the basis of the price he paid. That's already taken care of. What he's talking about now is the life you live as a Christian. He compares it to running a race. And he says, in a race, everybody runs. But as Pastor Chuck worded it, you know, some are only running for the t-shirt. The Apostle Paul had a burden in his heart for the churches. He wanted to express the importance of following Jesus, even when it meant discussing difficult topics. In his first letter to the Corinthian church, Paul set aside any desires he may have had to be liked by all people to tell the truth. Sin needs to be dealt with. This is true for every follower of Jesus. Sin has to be dealt with. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to Christianity or if you've been following Jesus for a lifetime. You are still human and prone to sin. When you do fall, and you will, take your mistakes to the cross. There's grace to cover it all again and again. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in 1 Corinthians next time. But for now, you can hear more at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. 
We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.